Hello, and welcome back to Full Out with Samantha Jo Harvey. I'm Sam. What's up? Thanks for being here. I am so glad you are here for this conversation with my friend, Melissa Bachnight, who is the founder and chief visionary of the Nova Global. Melissa has an incredible career spanning 18 years as a high-achieving entrepreneur and business alignment coach. She was in medical device sales, like top 10%. She left corporate and is in the top 1% in a social impact-driven direct sales company, And all of this served as a catalyst for her founding of the Nova Global, which is a community dedicated to empowering women in their personal, professional, and spiritual growth. Today, we dive into so many topics. We talk about fear. We talk about stepping out of the box. We talk about really healing the sisterhood wounds. We talk about the nervous system. And overall, we talk about the power of community. Melissa even gives you really, really cool tangible tips for meeting new people for both extroverted women and introverted women. And I think that you're really going to like this conversation. I had so much fun with her and I'm so excited to bring her and her amazing community to our full out community. If you like this podcast episode, if it resonates, if it lands with you, make sure you take a screenshot, share it with a friend. And we so appreciate your ratings and reviews. Have the best day. Let's dive in. Melissa, welcome to Full Out. I'm so pumped you're here. I can't wait to dive into all things community, mindset, energetics, life force energy, all the good stuff today. And I love to start the podcast by asking, what does it mean to you to live your life full out? Mm, I mean, it's everything to me. You know, it's it's when I think about what my full out life feels like, and I'm closing my eyes because I like to go inwards for this one, is it feels like a lot of fear all the time mixed with shitloads of courage. (laughs) Ooh, no one has ever said that on the podcast. Oh, great. It feels like being original on this fucking podcast. That's what it feels like. Yeah, because it's not like your fear goes away. Like I have been making insane bold choices for a long time, at least since I was 18. And and so you just keep stretching and you keep stretching. And so you really, it looks a lot like trust and belief and courage sitting next to fear. Mm. That's my recipe. Okay. L- we are diving right in. So let's talk about fear. Let's talk about fear because I think that this is one of the pieces that not a lot of people talk about when we're talking about expansion, next level, growth, how do you overcome? How do you work with? How do you move through the fear? Mm. Well, I'm surprised that people aren't constantly talking about fear because it's always there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna answer with a childhood story. <laughs> That's okay. Bring it. To just give you an idea where it started, because I I always had this fear around certain parts of myself not being okay. So when we want to talk about being full out, that's wholeness, right? It's like permission to be all of you wherever you go, having consistency in who you are and not feeling like you have to put on these masks and hide. And so I, I've i been reflecting, I mean, a lot because I do a lot of growth work, but like when did this all start? And it started in high school when I started to be rebellious and started to be more of my full out self, but I had I hit it because I was like 4.0 student, captain of these teams. And I, my parents are... Um, they are, have very black and white rules in our family of what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong. And there's a box that you fit into. And I didn't want to. I wanted to annihilate that box. And so, but I started to take on that identity of these are the parts of me that are bad, that are hidden, that are shameful, that are also things that really are lighting me up. But I, if I show them then I lose love and belonging. And so there became the fear, the fear of being seen as my whole self. And I didn't know this was happening. Obviously, I was like a, you know, like a party animal 17-year-old. I had no idea. But I took on anxiety. That's how it manifested in my body. And this fear of what what if what are people going to find if they find out, like what are they going to think about me? What are they going to, what are they, they're going to know, they're going to know that I'm like not a good person. And so this fear just like pulled through my life. And so to, to directly answer the original question is that I have, well, I didn't know I was doing a lot of nervous system work to be clear, 
But what I've been doing is getting my nervous system regulated inside of community and having that reflection and the mirror predominantly of women. And really, I mean, I've done probably all the modalities in this planet, but I would say being in community with other expanders is really what helps me sit with the fear, to listen to it, to ask it what's going on, to not give it its power, and to continue to act out of courage and and in in a place from my intuition and trusting that I, I do know what to do. Mm, powerful. Powerful. I love that you have this connection between nervous system regulation and community. Because I know that there's a lot of tools. There's so many things online where it's like, okay, here's how I can regulate my nervous system. Here's how I can drop back into my rest and digest state. Here's how I can do these things. But I think that the community piece is so powerful. Mm -hmm. It's why, I mean, you and I met at a, I don't even know what to call it, a women's event. It was a witch weekend. It was like ceremony. It was amazing and wild. But it's in those spaces that I feel like I can... I can dabble with what is next. I can really feel my next level self. Like the veil between my next level self and me today is so thin that I can start Mm. to feel her and taste her and be her. And I had never thought about that through the lens of the nervous system. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's what it is. If we look at the physiological reasoning behind it, yeah, I took this course – Gosh, it was last year. I think it was. It was from MIT. It was. Um, oh gosh, what was it called? It was something like ner- the nervous system in business or something like that. Cool. And because uh, I was really curious for, of the like the f- physiology of our bodies and how does like visioning work and manifesting and and journaling and meditating and these things and how does it actually work in our bodies. And um, and I'm not proclaiming to be an expert. I know enough to be dangerous on this, to be very honest. Like, don't it. take me down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm like, we'll how far can we go? <laughs> I know. I was like, I will climb out of the rabbit hole. I know enough to be dangerous. But I will say that um, when we are in those spaces where we feel like there's permission to be vulnerable, even the way in which you, in, when we were meeting before I went on here, and you're like, you have permission to be yourself. You can say this. You can be this. Like that immediately is like, okay, thank you. Like that's just a a small example of the permission to be yourself in a way Mm -hmm. that feels really safe. Yeah. Yeah. So good. You know, and I think that this ability to be vulnerable is something that so many of us were not taught. We were taught that we had to be the straight A student or that we had to fit in or we had to look a certain way or we had to be happy all the time or be seen and not heard or all of these stories that a lot of women today are experiencing. And that permission piece to be vulnerable, to be honest, to be like, you know what? I actually don't feel my best today and I'm still here and here's what I'm dealing with or here's what's going on in my relationship or here's what's really happening in my business. That is where I feel that we have the most space for growth as a society to be able to be like, I'm not okay and here I am. Here I am in my not perfect space. Here I am in my imperfections and being able to sit with that, ooh, so good. So good. It's, it's, yeah, I think it's the most, the most valuable resource we can have is to be surrounded by women in community that really see us, that support us holistically and allow us to come as we are. It's like, yeah, it's like, take that away from me and I will die. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I will really stop breathing. <laughs> I'm really curious because I know that you had mentioned the importance of community in your motherhood journey. And mm. I would love for you to speak into that um, so we can just jive on motherhood, community, what yeah. that support was. Yeah. Yeah. And it also ties into fear because when I got pregnant, I was so scared. Now, I was scared about things that seem really superficial at this point, like getting, like losing control of my body because I was a collegiate athlete. I worked out a lot. I was like, I'm going to lose control of my body. So I was afraid of that. But then there was also so much unknown. It's, it's, a, it's a really big threshold that you cross that you cannot understand what you're getting yourself into until you are in it. 
It's a little bit like an entrepreneurship, you know, it's a lot of parallels, but I was really afraid. And so my natural tendency is to find other people who are going through something similar, who are in a similar season of life. And so I was like, okay, pregnant, got this baby coming. I need pregnant friends. And so I posted on Nextdoor and I was just said, hey, this is where I live. I'm 16 weeks pregnant. I'm really looking for other moms in the area. I would just love to get together. I didn't have like a whole plan around it. I just was like, I need to know who you are. And I don't remember the exact numbers. I think we had at least 20 people respond initially we had a pretty solid happy hour. Ironically, we went to happy hour. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> I think some of us probably had wine. Um, and and then we started to do regular activities together. And the thing that I really got from that is how much we needed each other at that season of life. Now, we might – like some of them I'm still in touch with. A lot of them I'm not. But I I felt safe I felt seen. I felt like I could ask the weird, scary questions of like, I don't know, is your body doing this weird thing? Like, you know, all the things that we're told not to talk about um, or that might feel like they're wrong, we had a place for it. And so, and I, so I've continued that. Now my son is six and I've really continued that at every cycle of motherhood. I moved into my new neighborhood here. Same thing. Six years ago, I was like picking up ladies, getting their digits on the street. I'm like, oh, you got a stroller? I got a stroller. So you want to be my friend? We just like <laughs> started to do monthly happy hours. And like, so that 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 initial group is now has like 95 people in the Facebook group. I don't even know what's happening with it. I'm not responsible for it. And then in my neighborhood, we ended up having to like formalize into like a spreadsheet spreadsheet situation because there was now like 75 women in our neighborhood alone. And it's not, it's like a fraction of the women in our neighborhood but it was like just me saying, I'm afraid. I don't want to be alone. And I'd love to find other people who want to be on this journey with me. Mm. Mm. Have you always taken bold action like that? Kind of. Um, you know, I lived in the same town my whole life. So it wasn't like there wasn't a lot of opportunity for boldness. That's probably a story that I've chosen to believe, but we'll go with it. Um, but when I, when I, when I graduated, um, I went to, I grew up in Ohio and I went to college at the university of Tampa and I didn't know anybody. And I got a softball scholarship and I moved across the country and I had a random roommate and that was really, I mean, you want to talk about hooking yourself off a cliff. That was my first experience with extreme boldness. And I wouldn't say I handled it gracefully. It was really, really hard. But the more that I've done that on repeat, the more I know that like the net will come and mm. I can just leap in faith yeah. towards the next big thing and it will be okay, even though yeah, I'm still scared. I think, I think it's so interesting because I talk to a lot of women in the coaching space who are like, I just, I need more people that, you know, understand me. I don't have people that get me. I don't have people that understand me. Where do you find those people? And when I first moved into California, I literally knew no one. And I was like, I'm going to join a CrossFit gym because I know it's known for community. I know people at least like working out. It's something we have in common. And from there, I started creating friendships. Every time I've moved, if I'm working in a gym, because I taught in the gym for many, many years, I would literally be like, hey, want to go on a lady date? Like, let's go get matcha because yeah, I, I was literally asking people out on dates <laughs> to get to know them. And and sometimes it like really wasn't a great fit. And like, cool, that was awesome. I'll see you at the gym. And other times it really did create these relationships. And that, and I think that we overcomplicate things instead of just yes. keeping it simple of, I feel like I want someone who knows what I'm going through. Like, let me say hi. Let me invite them out to a happy hour or coffee or matcha or for a dog walk or whatever it is. I think it gets yeah. to be that simple. It does. But the thing is, is the sisterhood wound is real and not everyone's human design is meant to make invitations. And so mm -hmm. I do think it, to me, I'm like, this is the easiest thing when people have a hard time finding friends. My like initial response is like, huh? What? Mm -hmm. It's so easy. You just like say, hi, you're cool. Let's hang out, you know? But there is that, that's why to tie back in the nervous system, the safety, you know, maybe you were a 15 year old girl and you asked the cool girl to do something and she rejected you. And then you're like, I'm never putting myself out there ever again. You know, there's so much that comes with our fear of losing our belonging. And so 
it's some things that, you know, that's why you're building community for a living. That's why I'm building community for a living because it's something that comes really naturally to us. And we understand the importance of not feeling like an outsider. And I know you've, t- mm. you've talked about that in your story of like, I want to belong here. And so we can cultivate our own belonging and make invitations. And we can start with places that are actually um, safer. Because mm. it might not feel safe to you to walk around with your stroller and ask random people out on dates. But if you know that you can enter into a community like you have or that I have, and that's baked into the culture, it's where you practice. That's why it's like we have to have these practice fields for the real game of the scary real world where people aren't always nice. You're not always well received, but you need these places where it's like that's how it's held. So you can try it. Yes. Yes. I love the idea of practicing. So I want to hear about your community and I want to hear about the story. Actually, I I want you to share all of it. Like, how did you get to the place? Because I know that when we met, you were like, holy fuck, I'm doing this thing. I don't know how it's happening, but I'm doing it. It's happening. So can you share the journey of where you were before, what you did before, um, and then how all of that has led you to this point? Yes. We got time. So so give it, give it to us. 17 hours. Um, (laughs) No, I, so I, I was on a very traditional trajectory in my life. Um, I was, you know, I went to corporate. I have actually been doing sales for about 20 years. So most of my career has been in sales. I would still, I think everything is sales. So I would still call coaching and community building is still sales. Um, and so I, I went that route and it was great. I was, very successful. I, you know, I was in the top one to 10% of my peers in medical device sales, a very cutthroat industry, very male dominated. I learned how to be a a boss, a boss bitch. I wasn't a bitch, but you know, if we want, that's not who I was. (laughs) I don't know why I said that, (laughs) but I learned how to hold my own. I learned how to really be in environments with very strong people and hold my own. And during that time, I started to do some personal growth work because I was like, I don't know, my life's pretty good, but what what could I be missing? I'm still anxious. I still feel terrified every time I have to role play or be in front of a room or, you know, not have a script memorized to say to a doctor. So maybe there's opportunity there that it's not just the way that I'm built and the way that I'll be for the rest of my life. What if there's something more? And so I started to do personal growth work. And it really ignited something in me. I started at Landmark and um, I started coaching there and facilitating. And really the Nova, the business that I have today was born eight years ago back then in a project that I did in the self-expression and leadership program. And we did a workshop that was all about, it was called Create Your Ripple. And it was about helping women discover their innate gifts and then how to be of service in the world with those. So how to pay it forward, how to be your ripple. And um, and it, it was one of those things that I did at a time in my life where it didn't actually make any sense because I was like, who am I to be? Like, I'm not the person that does women's workshops. I'm a corporate rep. Like, who am I? But there was something that like turned on inside of me that I could never unknow. And I just knew it dropped in. I was like, this is the thing. We're going to do this. Like this, there's going to be chapters. And, and literally like I've spoke this vision for eight years. And so for those of you who are really impatient, <laughs> I really understand wishing that something would happen sooner, but there's a becoming that is really critical to bringing a soul vision to life. I had no idea. I didn't have that language back then, but you know, I, had to become a mom. And I had to honestly have this whole body journey that I'm still on. My, I had a pelvic floor injury that I navigated for three years, which took me into my body. It took me into somatics. It took me into the nervous system. It took me into energy work and a spiritual awakening and all of these things that I never had planned for. And if you would have told me, in order to launch this business... <laughs> You're going to need to take an eight-year journey, and it's going to be hard. Uh, granted, there's a lot of joy. Like, life, I have a really great life. But like, you're going to have to lose two of your best friends, and you're going to have to have this like big healing with your mom, and your body's going to get wrecked, and you're going to da-da-da-da-da. I would have been like, nah, I think I'm good in medical sales. <laughs> Stay put. Um, so there was a lot that I needed to learn about 
myself, about the world, and um, and a lot of growth that had to happen in order to hold the frequency and to be the woman that can say, like, I'm the visionary, I'm the CEO of this organization, and like not want to crumble into a ball of terror. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's, it's wi- so good. It's wildest journey. It's the wildest journey. But I I love this framing of it. Like if you were to tell me and I and I think everyone listening, I think you should do this. Like something that you're proud of, something that you've brought into the world, something that, you know, yeah, I would say that you're proud of and look back if you would have told yourself that you needed to go through whatever it took you through to get to that point. I think about my divorce. I think about moving across the country. I think about my next relationship and getting completely heartbroken. I think about everything that happened in 2020 and COVID and my career. And if you would have told me that I needed to go through that in order to be where I am now, I agree with you, Melissa. I don't know if I would have been like, yes, sign me up. Like, let's go. (laughs) No way. Like, no fucking way. And at the same time, yeah, it, the becoming is everything. It's everything. It's everything. Yeah. It's where we source our courage. It's where we find out what we're made of. It's where, you know, if you, and I don't think you have to have like this big, epic, clear soul vision to relate to this, to be clear. Yeah. I like to like bring it down to planet earth sometimes. Um, <laughs> because, you know, not every, not all, not everyone is there right now. You know, you might wherever you are on your journey, you understand what it, what that something more is. You might just even have that feeling in your body. That's like, nah, it's not this. It's not this. Yep. That might be where you're at. And that's perfectly fine. And that's where we all start, you know? And yeah. so what we can do is we can come together. We can find each other. We can be within rooms with each other and we can start wherever we are and it doesn't have yeah. to look any sort of way. Yeah. So for the woman that is in that space right now. And maybe it's like, she knows that her current career is not her end all be all, or she knows the current relationship has some room for improvement or shifts in some way, which way or another, or she just feels that like itchiness. I like to describe it as itchiness in your life where it's like, I'm okay, but I know this isn't it. I know there's something more. What do you say to that woman? Where Where does she get to go from there? I would first tell her she's not confused because most women at that stage are like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I want. I have never met a confused woman in my life. I've met a lot of people who think that they're confused. I've met a lot of people who have a really outstanding, outstanding, like, I have no idea. I, I really don't. But here's the thing, literally in like a 30 minute, one hour conversation, I'm sure you find this in your life too. They tell me exactly what they want every single time. So the first thing I would say is if you think you're confused, you're not, you know exactly what you want. You just have a story around why you can't have it. The second thing I would say is trust yourself because you, again, have all the answers right here. You always have, and you don't have to do it alone. So it's great. It's perfectly fine. If you feel like you can't find the answer and you're like, I really don't know, but I know it's not this, then this is why we have each other. So, you know, there's, we have all these rules. I think a lot of it comes down to like these rules and these boxes and like, well, I I would do this, but like it has to be done this way, or this is the only model of how I've seen it done. And I don't have anybody that I've seen that really is what I want to emulate in this next stage of my life or whatever that is. So what I will say is however you want to do it is actually totally fine, right? Speaking of being full out, however you want to do it is the right way. We're all just figuring this shit out. Like no one really knows what they're doing. There's a secret. Everyone is figuring it out. And and the more that we can just drop in, trust that we know the next step, you know whatever the one next thing is to do, Trust that thing. Know you're not confused. Find some friends that are willing to be wild and crazy with you on this journey and don't try to fit into somebody else's box while you're answering that call. Oh, that was so good. I remember- (laughs) Fired up about this. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. I remember 
years ago, someone being like, well, Sam, like, who are your role models online? Like, who do you want your business to be like? Or who do you see? And and there was someone who I thought was like fucking amazing, Lori Harder. Um, she's an amazing podcast, Earn Your Happy. She was in network marketing. She was also doing some coaching at the time. She was doing a lot of things. She was in the fitness world. We had a lot of similarities. We we're both blonde. Um, and people are like, most oh, you're like, we were, we were most both importantly, we looked similar. I think people we put us in the same, same. box. Yep. And um, and I remember multiple people being like, oh, like I see that trajectory for you. And as much as I honor her journey and what she's done, I it always rubbed me the wrong way because I'm like, yes, there's some similarities on the outside, but mm. internally and what I desired, like things were very, very different. And I always had a hard time describing, you know, is there someone that I'm looking up to? I'm like, honestly, no. Like I know that my soul path is very different from everyone else's. I don't see anyone else doing or creating what it is I desire. I see snippets of it and pieces of it. And those are the people I follow at that stage in my life. However, I always was challenged with no one's doing the thing. Like I was always looking for someone else to do the thing to show me the way. Mm, And then I realized I got to find my own way. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Where's the roadmap for my way? What is the fucking roadmap? And no one has it. It's your soul's roadmap. And, you know, at this stage, I am looking at, okay, what does it look like to have a business and be a mom and be fulfilled in my relationship? And that's why I'm choosing to invest in mentors that have those things or are working towards those things because I want to see that there's possibility. And I also get to remember my own truth is that I'm fucking powerful. And if I don't see it, I get to create it regardless. Um, And so I just think that all of your advice was so potent because I think we're all looking for the answers and assuming people have it figured out. And like Mm -hmm. behind the scenes, y'all, everyone's still having breakdowns. Everyone's still doubting themselves. Everyone's still questioning. And Melissa, I agree with you. The thing that has gotten me through is the communities that I'm a part of. Yeah. I pay for my friends, literally. <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of against sororities for that reason. Uh, you do. And, I didn't do and, them. And I, but the thing is, is like, you need to get yourself in the room. And if I've learned anything this year, it's to to put myself in the room with people that I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm worthy of that room. Yeah. Am I accomplished enough? Do I know enough about XYZ? Am I spiritually woke enough to be in this community, to be in the room with these women that I, and I don't even want to say you, I mean, sometimes you put them on a pedestal, but just like those people that you're like, I would love to spend my time with you. Like if you were my best friend, I'd be so thrilled. And I am like, very much courageously putting myself in rooms that are like really scary and not they're not scary they're scary for me because i'm like yes. it's it's pushing me up against this the story of like my imposter syndrome or i'm not qualified to be in this room and and the more that i do it the more i'm like oh i fucking belong here i belong here and in fact i'm leading a global organization that is a room of those women you know and so mm-hmm. it's like it's my job to be in the room to feel what it feels like to continue to expand myself but then to be like what if you could just walk into a room and all of the coolest people you could ever imagine were just sitting there and you didn't have to pick them up with a stroller on the side of the road or you know any any of the weird things that i've done and they were just there and their way of being was welcoming and you could feel safe and you could just be whoever the fuck you wanted to be. And it was just there. And like, Mm -hmm. that is my desire. And that is why I keep putting myself in those rooms so that I know how to hold those rooms. And then I know how to find those women that are in those rooms that I'm like, cool, you're doing cool shit. You're doing doing cool shit. I'm doing cool shit. Do you want to do it together? Should we just do it together instead of alone? Mm. Let's do that. How much more fun yeah. would it be if we all just did it together? Like, God, I'm here to have fun, you know? Yes. And I, and I think there's, there's something here too about the importance of choosing rooms wisely, like yes. choosing the spaces. Because I have 
I'm so glad you spoke into all of that because I have felt all of those things. I felt not good enough. I felt imposter syndrome. I'm like, who the fuck am I to be in this space? Like, these people are fucking rock stars. And once you get in the rooms, when you choose wisely, you're like, oh, yeah, I fucking belong here. Like, I'm supposed to be here. And so there's this up-leveling that happens yes. when you walk through the fear of do I belong here and you you follow the soul nudge. You follow that gut tug that's like, do this thing even with the fear. And yeah. so I think there's a big expansion that happens in that space. And I think it's also really important to choose your spaces wisely. I know that you've had some experiences that were a little funky. I've been in situations that have um, been really interesting and triggering and maybe not the most heart-led, soul-led safe spaces. Yeah. And it's why I'm also committed to serving at the level that I do because I've seen both the contrast of like when it yeah. doesn't work and it doesn't feel good and it's unsafe and sometimes like very activating in a not healthy way. And yeah. also I've had the experience of the beautiful um, way of being with women who are there to hold and support and witness and and really be in the work with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's curious so if you want to speak into your your experience or any any thoughts that come from that. Yeah, I think, you know, what I want to say for those that are like, how do I choose wisely? Or maybe I thought I was choosing wisely because that was my experience. And um, I'm not obviously going to name any names, but I was in a community um, at one point that was supposed to be safe. Honestly, it was supposed to be like a sacred sisterhood experience. And and honestly, what happened in there triggered every single part of my being, like everything that I had been working on healing, my anxiety, my fear of losing my belonging, like you name it. Like I was spiraling out in this place that I'm like, wait a minute, didn't I come here to not feel this way? And so if you've had that experience, I just want to witness you. And it sounds like you have as well, that it's that it's it's not okay, but it's also normal. And sometimes we have to experience the opposite of what we want to know what we want. So it's not always like I walked into the room and I knew exactly what it was. You know, sometimes you have to be like, holy shit, that was horrible. Whatever I do, I don't want that anymore. And I don't want to build that. And I don't want to make people feel that way. And you can, so, so sometimes those are the best experiences, even though in the middle of them, they feel like epic shit. But I would say if you've had a terrible experience, maybe just write down or really reflect it. What about it felt really off? Because basically it's it's a it's it's um it's not in support of your core values. It's not a values aligned community for you. So it might be great for somebody else too. But if it's not values aligned for you, then it'll feel like shit in your body and that's how you know. So you can write down what was missing and then maybe what your values are that you really do desire. And then one of the things that I did last year, actually, because um, I still participate in a lot of communities, I love, um, I love networking, I love meeting women. And so I just tried some out, like I made a list and I was like, what's available in my area? Um, because I wanted both local and virtual. And so I got really intentional about my goals of like, okay, I want like one virtual community that I want to be a part of. And I want three in personal in-person communities. And this is how I want to participate in them because I value leadership, consistency, um, and I want to be in values aligned organizations. So a lot of these communities have ways where you can come and you can just see. And so if you, you know, I mean, I would love to welcome you into the Nova um, to try it out. And, you know, I just, I would make a list of the, all the different things. Cause I don't even think there's one place for us all. That's the thing with like, like you have a community, I have a community. There's like so much space for all of us. And so find a few that you love and try them out because your body is going to tell you yes or no. It's going to be like yeah. falling inside of itself, like wanting to die, or it's going to feel open and safe and expansive. And then you'll know what your mm -hmm. room is that you want to be in. Yeah. And I want to speak to something because you love networking. You love community. Love you love talking to people. Yeah. I do not. Mm. It it is very uncomfortable for me. And mm -hmm. people don't believe that because online I'm like, I can talk into a camera. I love being in my my groups. But when I step into a new space, like my total introvert is like, this is uncomfortable. I would never choose to go to like a big giant party. I'd much rather like a one-on-one -on -one coffee date or mm. like a small intimate setting. 
And I think it's important to know that other people don't necessarily love networking or love being in those spaces. Like you have to get over that hump of this is uncomfortable for my body. I'm not extroverted. I don't love being, you know, like talking and having to meet new people. And it's worth it to get what you desire, which is the community. So it's not always going to feel good in the process of like, okay, I'm going to try out this new networking group, or I'm going to try out this new workout class or whatever it is in your community that there is a little bit of resistance. If you experience resistance, it's normal because I sure as hell experience it. And the discomfort of that goes away when you actually find your people. Yeah, it totally does. But I will say, even though I love it, I have to give myself pep talks a lot. Like I have like, definitely, oh yeah. Like I'll be in the parking lot and be like, just go inside, Melissa. You could do it. You already drove here. Get out of the car. And then I might like phone a friend and be like, hey, I drove to this thing and I don't want to get out of my car. Can you help me? You know, like I still deal with it. But the thing that I like to focus on is, um, is finding one person. So I don't go into the room and be like, I'm going to take this whole thing over and I'm going to learn everybody's information and slice them to death with my business card. I'm like, (laughs) I want to find one new friend because literally my whole life has been so deeply enriched by going to these spaces that are uncomfortable and I find one new friend. And so Mm. I just like give you a small goal. And then my dear friend, Lisa Kalfas, who is on the board of the Nova and and does a lot of uh, training and teaching for us. She teaches all about like connected, how to have connected conversations and how you can drop in like this. And so a simple thing to do is ask a what question and you could say, what inspired you to come to this event? Instead of, hi, what do you do? Hi, where are you from? You know, like those terrible questions. What So having like a question in your back pocket that's different and just wanting to find one person. Like, Mm. That's what you can do. And then it's mm. less scary. You know, and you can probably find that person in the corner that's like, oh my God, I don't want to go talk yeah. to everybody. <laughs> You'll be able to find them. Oh my God. I, I love that. I love that. And I love the the open-ended and curiosity-based questions because yeah. I think how many people are so uncomfortable like talking about what they do for a living or how do we not want to be defined by our careers or by what we like do in life versus how we get to express the things that light us up or what we're excited about or where we traveled that made us so happy or like the best meal that we just ate or like those types of questions I feel like drop you in. I love that. That was such a good, a good tip yeah. there. And it's like, I remember it was almost, I almost did it like a social experience experiment where I'd be like, like, what's something about you that has nothing to do about your job? Yes. <laughs> you know, just anything that's like gets them out of the norm. They'll be like, thank you for asking. Or like, what's one thing that's exciting you right now? I mean, just yep. it is so simple. So just having a few things in your back pocket that you can ask. But it's it really is, it's really critical to to get in these rooms. It's really critical to join these environments. Maybe it's different professional groups, like whatever your goal is, you cannot do it in a silo. Like this is a, I'm going to get bossy for a second. It's mandatory. And, you know, I was looking at, like, I was doing a bunch of research on just studies around this studies around like communities of women and what happens when we're together. And, you know, I was like trying to find all these cool statistics about it. But one of the things that I found um, in my research was from this American Psychological Association. They did an article that was this this year, and it talks about that joining professional, women-led professional organizations is associated with increased leadership aspirations, enhanced confidence, and a broader perspective on leadership within your career. And so there's just like so much we can get, especially as ambitious, whether you're in corporate or you're an entrepreneur, it's the same thing. I've been in these rooms in both roles. I've been in these rooms as a network marketer. It's the same. And so it's like, you will find out more of what you desire and what's possible in your life by getting, by going to these organizations in these rooms, virtual or in-person. It is so critical. Mm. So critical. Yeah. I was yeah. looking up to you when I when I was um getting ready for my membership too. And there was a Harvard Business Journal um 
quote, and I'm not going to remember all the numbers and things, but it was very clear about women being in community, saw all of these growth experiences in their corporate jobs. And it was like, well, yeah, of course, of course, of Of course. course. Of course, but we've been put against each other. That's the thing. We are like taught to be in competition with one another. And so you you like you forget or you have no lived experience of okay, I'm in a corporate environment. I have had my hardest bosses were women. I had mm. the best male bosses. My hardest bosses were women. Not all of them. I had a few really incredible ones. But those that were like in competition with their reps and were like trying to be this like really dominant masculine thing and like they weren't in – it wasn't an alliance with like – I'm like, hey, I'm a woman. Like we're on this – we're playing for the same team here. Like what's happening? You know, what are you doing? And so the more we can understand that we're not actually against one another and and we – the way we rise is we we come together. We rise together, not against each other. And so – it is critical in a corporate environment. I mean, it's critical everywhere, but it's really critical in a corporate environment. And I have a, I have a dear friend that um, got promoted to, she's like some big baller C-suite of a billion dollar company. And and I'm like, what's it like up there? You know, <laughs> talk, talk to me from the top of the world. And she's like, you know, the coolest thing, she's like every single other female at like a similar level has been like, I've got you. Mm. She's like it. Ma- it like makes me have goosebumps and cry. She's like they went out of their way to be like, okay, I see you. I've got you. We're in this together. And she's like, I can't even tell you how much of a difference that made out of the gates because I was so scared to be in this new big role. And they were like, it's okay. We're here for you. Ugh, oh, I body. love that. Yeah. I love that. So if someone is feeling like they have that sister wound and they do feel uncomfortable around other women, how can they, aside from like getting into these rooms and spaces, how can they start to soften that, heal that, move through it so that they can have the connection that probably they really desire? Yeah. I mean, I think you can start with therapy. Honestly, you can start with therapy. I really love somatic movement. Um you know, one of the things that I did was Ishtara body is something that I participated in, in a while, for a while. And Ishtara is like small groups of six. And mm. you move, you'd probably love it as a dancer. It's like movement, like it's not dance, but you know, yeah. dancing to certain songs to really identify what your body story is and your archetype. And so you're in a very trauma informed space. So I would find a very small trauma informed space to start. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would work on what that is um, from a body perspective, not from your mind. So I would re- yeah. start to rewire that story through your body. And that's the fastest pathway to do it. And then from there, you can expand outward. But finding that is really important. Mm. Amazing. I love it. I could talk to you for another hour, mm-hmm. but I feel like we get to start to wrap it in. Tell us about the Nova Global. Tell us everything about it, why women should check it out, why we get to join your world. I want to hear mm. all the good things. Thank you. It makes me so happy to even just think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a love affair with my business. But I did. I So the, the Nova is um, it's a holistic growth community for really ambitious, soul-led professional women. So both corporate and entrepreneurial. And honestly, you know, I shared like a snippet of my life, but I built a business with a lot of help. I'm not proclaiming to like, I did this all alone. Like I have an amazing team of people um, that supported me in this, but I built a business based around all of my favorite things and, um, and all of the ways that I like to feel. And so we, um, we support people personally, professionally, and spiritually. We have um, an online community and we have local constellations is what we're calling them because it's way more fun than chapters, um, especially with Nova being uh, an astrological name. Um, and so we – I'm sorry. I'm getting excited and getting ahead of myself. I want to ground in around it. So we um, we launched in September, and we have a beautiful community already formed. We just launched our Denver constellation a month ago, not even, three weeks ago. Woo! And, uh, and like just the most beautiful, we had like 60 women here in, in golden and we created this whole like experience for them to feel safe in their bodies, feel safe with each other, feel safe in their money. And, and then we really brought through like 
why they're ANOVA. Because at the end of the day, this that's the whole foundational thing is like ANOVA is like a star that gets so bright, right? It's like exploding with brightness. And so what we want people to know is that you are ANOVA and that that is what we are here to help you do is to embrace that uniqueness, that light inside of you so that you can go do whatever it is that you're here to do in the world, whether that's like changing the world. You know, I think we change the world just by being who we are. I don't think we have to like solve world hunger for that, but so that you feel embodied and authentic and that you know your voice and you feel safe using it and you have tools and you have women that have your back. And I just think about like everything that made the most epic difference in my life and putting it all into one space because we're bringing in like the most juicy thought leaders. I'm. It's not like the Melissa Bach night show. It really is us bringing in the coolest women that we know to teach and to provide resources and to do strategic partnerships with. And so, you know, we're just getting started. And, you know, one thing that I struggle with is wanting to be like five years ahead of where I am right now. I get it. I get it, girl. I still get it. Have you ever feel that? (laughs) (laughs) So we've really, we've done a lot in the, I mean, we really, we launched a business using a lot of AI, honestly, which is actually what our original conversation was when we met is, you know, ChatGPT yeah. making our lives simpler, but um, we've built a really whole other podcast episode, a whole another podcast, <laughs> which I'm happy to do. But we've built a really beautiful community that um, that is here to change the world, and we're you know we're calling it a novolution, like it's really a revolution and evolution in the way in which in feminine leadership, in the way in which we show up in our lives. And so, if you're craving to not try to be in a box, if you're tired of being alone, if you want to be in the, the rooms that we're talking about. Even if you have a community, you can have more, right? And if you if you're just tired of like feeling that something more and you want to be in in an environment where it's just like deeply nourished, we would love to have you. We have the best time. We laugh, we cry, we do all the things, we do weird shit. I actually really want to plan a silent <laughs> we did a silent disco at the thing we met at, but I I talked to a girl the other day who's like, for my birthday, we hiked up to the top of the mountain. In, like nearby here. She's like, we did a cacao ceremony and then we did a silent disco at the top of the mountain. My friend brought his drone and she had all this footage. And I'm like, we got to do That's that. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, so, so I envision like, we'll have like our signature local events, which will be educational, experiential. And then we want to do fun shit too. So it's going to keep mm. growing. But if you're in Denver, if you're in Boston, if you're in LA, if you're in Scottsdale, um, all of those will be launching early next year. Well, Denver launched, but those will be launching early next year, probably Q1. And our vision is to have constellations, multiple constellations in every state and all around the world. Mm. Melissa, so let us so make it happen. Fucking awesome. <laughs> so fucking awesome. Mm. Like, yes, 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 yes. I love seeing a woman in her passion and Mm. in her just like fire. And anytime you talk about your baby, this, this beautiful baby that you have birthed into the world, like I feel it, I see it. And I want to acknowledge the work that you had to go through knowingly or unknowingly in order to become the woman to put this out into the world, because I know that you are changing lives and impacting so many women, um, and everyone that they touch too. Mm. So just want to acknowledge you. It's fucking amazing. Like, congratulations. We're going to put all the links um, to check it out in the show notes, but where can people find you and find the Nova? Yeah. So the one thing I'd love for them to do is to download a free resource because who doesn't love that? Um, And it's at thenovaglobal.com is our website. And on Instagram, we're just at thenovaglobal. Very, very simple. Um, And so I have a life alignment resource. I don't. We do. We have a life alignment resource on there. And I would love for you to download it. And really, when people have used this tool, um, what has happened to them is they feel so much more alive in their authenticity and clear on their desires and really clear on where they're not able to show up in that way. Um, Because it's not just about being clear on on what we want. It's like, oh, gosh, like my marriage, Mm -hmm. like that's actually not where I'm showing up in my power or I'm trying to hide in my career, or I think money matters, but I'm focusing none of my time on my finances. So you really start to identify like where, what you care about and what are your values and then where are you leaking your power? And by the Mm. end of it, you feel very clear 
from an internal place of what are your next steps. I'm all about getting into action, but only in a way that feels really aligned to you. So I would love for you to have that on our homepage. And the second thing that if you'd like to get a feeling for what we're all about, um, the first Wednesday of every month, we do a Nova Connection call. It's open to people in and out of our community. And so this is just a room full of like brilliant, gifted, hardworking women who just want to know you and support you and love you. Um, And so we tie in different topics. It's a very guided conversation, but we call it the Nova way. So we we tie in our way of being with each other. And so we would love to have you join us there. So whatever feels like the best next step, we, you know, I'm just grateful to, to have you a part of it. Mm, so beautiful. I'm so excited for you and everything you're creating. Last question. You jump into an elevator with a woman and she looks at you and she says, Melissa, how do I live my life full out? You've got from floor zero to floor 11. What do you tell her? Mm. Listen to your life force. Mm. And then I'd have a lot more time to expand on that. <laughs> like, what? We didn't get into that question. We have Ten floors to just hang out. No, I'd say listen to your life force. I would say pay attention to that which brings you alive, because that is your life force. It's different for each of us, but as long as you're listening to that, honoring that, and taking action from that place. You will live such a beautiful, alive, inspiring life. You will blow your own mind. Damn, girl. And we so, still have so like good. five floors to go. <laughs> it's a slow elevator. It's a very slow elevator. <laughs> it's a slow elevator. And it's like, I'm like elf and I actually hit every single floor on the way up. So. Oh, that's a good one. We got time then. No, just kidding. Yeah. Um, so good. So good. You guys, if you liked this episode, if you got something from it, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, send it to a friend, tag myself at Samantha Joe Harvey and tag Melissa. I'm going to let you say the Nova's Instagram again. At the Nova Global at the Nova Global. Tag us. We'd love to know your biggest takeaway. We love connecting with you. So send us a DM, say hi, and let us know how we can support you. And this is your reminder to go live your life full out, sister. We're cheering you on. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.